Welcome to Berated, Berated Conversations. Join us as we talk to the creative people behind the independent movies and get the behind-the-scenes stories. This week I talked to Max Radbill, director of Re-Elected. He talks about the making of a 4th of July horror movie, dealing with negative comments, and the origins of the idea that became Re-Elected. We hope you enjoy this episode. Tell us uh, a little bit, or tell me a little bit about the um, about this movie, Re-Elected. Uh, what was the sort of like uh, inspiration for it? Yeah, so Re-Elected is, um, it's a horror comedy that I came up with years and years ago when I was in college. Um, I had just like, I needed one more credit to graduate. Um, And I, so I did an independent study where I wrote a screenplay and I really did not care about this, this screenplay or, or this credit or anything. So I just wrote this like really shitty horror movie. Um, And it was, it was based on like a 4th of July party that I went to where I was like, Oh, what if zombies attacked or what if the end of the world happened while we're all getting drunk (laughs) on the 4th of July. Um, And so I just wrote this really shitty little screenplay. It barely cracked. I think it was 59 pages. So like I made the argument that it was uh, feature length, but no one, obviously no one at the school knew any better. So everyone, it was just like, yeah, okay, cool. That's a, you, you did your job. Um, so I wrote that and I thought, oh, okay, I'm never going to look at this again. And that was in 2015. And then in 2017, my friend, uh, Eric, who co-wrote the movie with me and he produced it, um, he and I were talking and I told him about the the script and it had taken on a different context um, after the 2016 election. Um, and oh, yeah. so we, re- we realized, oh, this would actually be a really interesting movie. And so we spent like a year rewriting it and turning it into something actually coherent and decent um, and just developing it. And finally, in 2019, we were able to get a crew together and shoot it. And we had like just enough money to shoot the movie and we made it and I finished it right at the beginning of COVID. Like it was like in the can edited sound mix everything at like april 2020 um so it was it was a long journey in that the movie had been living with me for like at least five years um and now it's been out in the world it officially came out in 2021 in in july or in june right right before the fourth of july and so it um it's been out in the world for a couple years now nice yeah i mean it was like um it was really fun um which if you don't mind me asking um like what was what was your budget for this uh we had about a hundred and fifty thousand dollars okay um yeah we had what i like to call tragedy money where um so eric my co-producer writer friend and i we each had a little bit of money mine was my grandpa passed away and left me some money and uh, his was he was in a car accident and got a big insurance settlement. And so we had just enough to fund the movie um, with that. And we 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 also did a crowdfunding campaign for post-production. Oh, OK. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear all that happen. I mean, it's it's sad those things have to happen for, you know. To, to yeah. get money, but yeah, um, it was it was the best way we could have we could have spent it. Yeah, so. Definitely. 
Um, so where did you uh, where did you shoot this? We shot it in Maryland. Um, okay. That's where I'm originally from. And I wrote the movie when I was there. And I always had Maryland in my head. And all of my friends from college were still in Maryland. So we were able to get together a crew of people who were like excited to work on it and knew me and knew how I worked and I knew how they worked. And we were able to pull kind of all of our resources from there. Oh, nice. Uh, which uh, the one character that really kind of like uh, jumps out to me is the brother. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, oh, uh, Nate. Nate. Yeah. Like, I think I said in our episode, he's like, if a monster energy drink was a was a person like he's just <laughs> like like America with all caps like it's loud yeah that's a perfect description I like that but yeah like he's he's super fun that like he like in this movie he almost feels like um uh like he has a like he feels like he has a final girl sort of character arc in this movie it's it's like a flip it like it took me a second to get used to it because I don't think I've seen it executed in a like in a good way where it felt satisfying. And it, on the second watch, I was like, OK, I get this. Like it, it was it was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm Nate was hard because it, it was it was easy for him to come off as like just this. It, it was very easy to make him unlikable. So the trick was to try and make him likable. Um especially without leaning into, I didn't want to make him like either, I didn't want to make him like really conservative or right wing or anything. Cause that'd be the easy way to go about it. Um, I didn't want to make him uh, like a shitty person. He's just kind of dumb in an endearing way, I guess. Um, and a lot of that came down to the actor that we cast. Um, we, that was the only role that we auditioned people um everyone else was someone that either i knew from college or i knew tangentially um but nate we had auditions um in los angeles and he just showed up to the audition and he was the he was we, we were worried at first he was too handsome uh the actor cameron we were worried he was too handsome to play nate but he was so goofy and he was so like willing to go in and do whatever that it, it worked out perfectly yeah he's he's really fun and i i like the dynamic with uh with his sister where like this does feel like an authentic brother sister relationship where there is love and like you know each other's button and you know just how to press it to make them mad when you get mad and like yeah. you see that a little bit here yeah well it's funny because they um they flew out there. They were both in LA and they flew out to Maryland together, the two of them and their plane got like super delayed. So they ended up spending like six or seven hours in an airport together. And so they were able to kind of like build a relationship through that. Um, and then we were all spending, cause we were all just huddled up in this cabin for, for three weeks. So they, they got to know each other really well and it, it worked out. Yeah, it, it definitely shows. Um, and as far as like your your inspirations, like with the presidents, um, like you ha you have, I believe you have Andrew Jackson, George Washington. Um, I feel like I'm missing one. Lincoln was the other one. Lincoln, yeah. Um, 
like they're very like you kind of like andrew jackson's sort of the like the i want to say like he's the leader of the group like he's the one with the plan uh well it was george washington was the was the leader oh okay okay but uh like like uh what i was i think what i was trying to say is that like andrew jackson sort of like is the 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 one with the 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 evil intent really like he comes off as more of like the like the the sort of like evil evil bad guy Mm -hmm. in the in the group but yeah it's it's really fun that like like this is kind of a question like what would happen if uh you know um if you were to meet uh you know the people that we read about in our history books yeah um yeah well i picked those three specifically because they're on the money and that became the plot device and it it made the most sense i don't well none of them actually signed the declaration of independence which i i think there's a joke about it that george washington didn't actually sign it but um it doesn't matter You, you you buy into it really quickly um yeah and i i liked the idea of them being sort of metaphors um for like old ways of thinking um and that's you know the big thing is nate coming up against that of like uh realizing that the old ways of thinking are bad but he has to and he has to fight them um so I, yeah, I had fun. I had fun playing around with that. Um, cause especially cause they're zombies. So you can make them as evil as, <laughs> as evil as you want. Oh yeah. Um, which that is like kind of the a thing I thought was interesting with this whole thing is like, we have our conceptions of what patriotism is and what America is. And, uh, and he's, you know, basically forced to face that and reconcile that, not all uh not all the things about them were great that mm-hmm. there is uh there are the shades of gray in a sense yeah yeah um especially well yeah because like andrew jackson it was funny because i didn't actually know anything about andrew jackson before i started making the movie and as i realized as i started to like realize oh he was kind of like by today's standards a pretty shitty person regardless of being president um that kind of informed a lot of the story and how that grew and um even george washington isn't you know this like glowing he's this important figure but he wasn't he wasn't necessarily a good person by by our standards today and so it was interesting that how the story kind of developed out of that oh yeah like uh because i remember i mean because i i took the high school you know the high school history and it was fairly conservative and they kind of like shaved the edges off of it then i took college history and it was uh you know we got the stories about how um uh what was it i believe the there was like eight thousand um uh soldiers that weren't paid so they all went to like i forget the fort the name of the fort but they all go to the fort and surround the fort and demand their payment uh for for being in the war and uh was a george washington um uh asks uh uh asks the leaders to come in so he can negotiate with them and he ends up uh like publicly executing the leaders in front of the rest of the group to uh to get everybody else to scatter and go away oh my god 
I, I never heard that story. That would have that would have been good. I could put that in the sequel. Yeah, <laughs> like I've heard about that one. I've heard the um, the Abraham Lincoln that uh, like he he actually did say that uh, like as a kind of a like a like a treaty solution between the North and the South was just send all the slaves back to back to Africa. That it wasn't mm. really about freedom. It was more about like you have more votes than we do and you're you keep destroying us in every election and every like every issue that we vote on mm. yeah yeah, so. yeah it's so. it history is sticky and that's i think that's something that like recently has people are starting to understand because i mean yeah like when i was in school it was very much like oh yeah these great men um and it's like eh, maybe they weren't so great <laughs> Yeah, maybe they were like, because that's the thing is like, I don't think. Uh, yeah, like it's one of those things that it was, you know, like they may have been progressive for their time, but it's like we've had a lot of years since then. So a lot of the stuff, it's like, you know, uh, like like they would be considered bad guys today. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was that was kind of an interesting idea to play with, especially within a horror movie, um, oh, yeah. um, and a comedy, because uh, those that I, that's what I love about those two genres is that you can kind of use that to explore something else, um, and like go further under the guise of oh, it's a horror movie, but but just kidding, it's it's deep, it's going to make you think. I hope. Yeah. I hope. I hope my movie makes people think because I know a lot of people watch it and it, it is very silly. It is very goofy. Um, but I have had some people, it's almost like you get as much as you want out of it. Like I've had some people who have watched it and said, wow, this is like, so the metaphors are so deep and this means this and this means this. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. And then I've had other people who watch it and they're like, oh yeah, I liked when uh, he, you know, the zombie fucking cuts his head off and it's like yeah that's great um so it's as it's as deep as you want it to be that's what i've kind of found with with what we were able to do with the movie oh yeah which uh i mean the character of nate for me was was very entertaining it's like he's this like he he's he's the the inconsiderate boyfriend and it's not that i think i the way i took it it's not necessarily that he's you know attempting to be a bad boyfriend he's just oblivious like he's just yeah. off in his own thing and uh you know he's just it, it's like a maturity issue more or less with him yeah and uh like and how like his journey is a, a really fun one how uh like he you can see like kind of um like the thing i noticed was the evil dead uh sort of references in there how the the constitution becomes kind of like the book of the dead yeah <laughs> and and how when he like pours the beer on there it uh like activates the constitution yeah yeah evil dead the evil dead movies are my favorites um evil dead 2 is one of like my all-time favorite movies so this was very much that was the jumping off point i was like what if i i i sort of remade evil dead 2 <laughs> to a degree oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and it, it was really fun like even when he comes out with the chainsaw and there's no gas and he comes out with the shotgun and there's no bullets and he's like like didn't really think it through and it, it's pretty funny yeah which um 
so like how much of this movie would you say was like um uh what, what's the word i'm looking for here it was uh like how much was scripted and how much was kind of like did you give leeway to actors to kind of play with the lines a little bit and play with the space um for the most part i i whenever i make a film whenever i work with actors i like to let them do whatever they're gonna do because it's the same thing with any collaboration is like i believe i believe i have a really good idea but i'm not the authority i don't necessarily have the best idea so i'm always open to improv and collaboration and new ideas um nothing there aren't any jokes that like specifically stick out in my memory as like coming up on the spot except um the actress who played mary came up with the line where she says um that one's for harriet when she kills andrew jackson um and she came up with that line and it was it was a really interesting like perspective that I wouldn't have thought of like her her idea was something I wouldn't have thought of um and it made the the moment that much more interesting it made her character that much stronger and more interesting um and so I was just very open to whenever if someone didn't like something or someone thought of something better I was like yeah let's do it like whatever's whatever's funniest that's always what I want to go for yeah that was uh that was a really fun part was the uh was that line like i noticed that i was like that's that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> um and how uh how long did it take to shoot this i believe it we shot it over 16 shooting days and so with a few days in between it was like three weeks altogether. um and we had two we had two locations one was the cabin like the main area and the bedroom and all that and um just outside of there and then the other location was a separate uh like house in the woods um that we used the basement and then the wooded area around the house okay um and uh uh, as far as like the designs for the presidents, like you know, how like Andrew Jackson looks all like like big poofy wigged and like like smoked out in the face and like um, I, I believe it was was it Abraham Lincoln that had the like the buck teeth? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think that actually might just be uh, that actor's. Oh, okay. Teeth. I don't think we oh, did anything sorry, specific I'm sorry. with that. Oh no, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, so I had, um, my, the costume designer kind of, she, she had a, you know, just a fun time making the wigs and distressing the old clothes. Um, I know Lincoln and Jackson, we had their costume specifically made and she, you know, like th she distressed them and made them look old and torn up and stuff. And George Washington he actually didn't end up getting cast until right, but like literally right before we started shooting. So we didn't have time to make a costume for him. So that was literally a, um, like a, a Halloween costume from Amazon that she like dipped in tea and, and painted blood on and made it look old and, and distressed. Um, and the wigs were the same way, just like blasting them with all kinds of, I don't know. There's all kinds of secrets of the trade that uh, costume designers do with with wigs and stuff. 
Um, and then the special effects makeup guy, he, I kind of gave him just kind of free reign with it. I was like, just make them look scary and make them make their faces look fucked up. And he had like dozens of pieces for each of them that he would apply and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. And every, every day it would be a surprise to see how, how gross their faces were. Um, but that was another instance of, I kind of just like trusted the people that I was working with to, to make it look fun and let their, let their imagination kind of run with it. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, cause, uh, they did feel like distinct and like, kind of, uh, you know, like if you had pulled literally just pulled a president out of the ground, like they don't quite look like the picture. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. And I mean, the actors, I love the three guys that we have. They're obviously not that old. So that's something. And that's something that I've seen people have either liked or disliked about the movie is that the presidents are very much dudes in their 30s um, playing these guys who are probably in their 60s or 70s when they were actually how we remember them. Um, but I mean, you know, it's a, it's goofy. So it, it I feel like that's another thing you just buy into pretty quickly. And oh yeah, definitely. Like I didn't, I didn't even think about that till you mentioned it. The like, uh, they were you know in their sixties. Yeah, because like I think that's one of those things you don't think about when you like when you're remembering history was like how old they would have been unless you like study a lot of this stuff deeply. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, maybe they weren't that old because I feel like people didn't live that long. Yeah. In that in those eras, but still, yeah, the guys playing them were a little young to be playing uh, zombie presidents, but uh, they 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 were good at it, so it, it, I I think it worked. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, like as as far as like the gore goes, like it was just really like really good, really realistic, <laughs> really like it was like bordering on hyper realism. Yeah, it was like just enough that it like it's no Levi uh that it was it was like you know fun and creepy at the same time like when the uh what i can't think of her name but the girl uh gets out of the car and gets her arm ripped off oh yeah in the beginning yeah. yeah yeah that was i i loved that and that was our special effects guy he made all these pieces very quickly um the severed arm and the severed head and they were like very realistic i was very impressed with what he was able to do uh yeah i mean and um so this has been out since like june of 2021 which i just came onto it but uh like how has it uh has it been since then as far as like the release of it and everything yeah so it was released on um like vod in uh the summer of 21 and we got a pretty decent response around the fourth of july um and then in October of 21, it came out on Amazon Prime and Tubi and Screambox. That's the distributor Cineverse. They have a streaming service called Screambox. Um, they have the Terrifier films are on there. That's their big claim to fame right now. But um, so it did it did pretty well. And then every year around the 4th of July, I get I see like an influx of people discovering the movie and watching the movie. And it's it's very People either really seem to love it and get what I was going for and have a good time with it, or 
they absolutely hate it and say, oh, this is so, this is a trash movie. And it's like, I mean, I wasn't setting out to make a trash movie, but I'm not offended when people take it that way because it's a B movie. So obviously if people don't hate it, then I didn't do it right. I think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I kind of feel like that's the kind of what like uh, independent filmmakers usually go for or should be going for is kind of to make you feel something. It doesn't matter what that something is because we've watched a few and it's like, you know, I feel okay about it, but it's like, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not happy. Yeah. Uh, I just, just I'm just mad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I think the, the one I watched, cause um, like we're, we're talking to uh, Drew Marvick coming up and uh, like the one I watched was layer of the killer clowns. And I was like, <laughs> it's, it's not a great movie. Like I wouldn't say that the collectiveness of the movie is great, but I will, I will say that I was just irritated by the time I get to the end, because by the time you get any actual meaningful dialogue, it's just people speaking in riddles. And it's like, like, why did I wait 70 minutes to watch this movie? (laughs) Yeah. But you remember it sticks in your head. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, like it's, that's the thing. It's like something is better than nothing. Yeah, we can't love everything. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of been what I've found is like so if, if it inspires some sort of reaction in people, then I'm I'm happy. Um, I've had some people just straight up like say that I'm an idiot for things that I did that they wouldn't have done. And it's really interesting um, what I've found this is the first film that I've made that's like out in the world that strangers are watching. And so many people have ideas of how they would have made the film, but they didn't make the film. I did. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And at the end of the day, I, I always, I read like almost any review I can find, which I, I know some people can't like, don't look at any reviews of their work. I, I almost need to, like, I need to know, what people thought because I need to know if it was worth all the time and effort that I put in. And even if it's negative, if, if people had thoughts on it, then I think it's worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, because that's the thing is like the, with us, we don't really do reviews. We mm. watch the movie and we react and like, we try to be, you know, like kind and not, you know, point out, like all the all the wrong things because it's like at the end of the day we've never made a movie but you know like you and you know other filmmakers have taken the time to make a movie and put thought into it and we don't want to like shit all over your work Mm. yeah i mean and that's yeah i i love i mean i watch movies i watch movies all the time i watch hundreds of movies and it's when it's something big like uh like Indiana Jones, like the new Indiana Jones movie, that's easy to just be like, this is trash. These people suck (laughs) because they had all this money and resources and you know, it wasn't, they couldn't make an entertaining movie, but yeah, whenever it's something independent, I'm always very like, you know, if, if, if they got it done, you know, that's, that's the hardest part is getting it done, let alone making it good. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, after talking to a few independent filmmakers now, um, I, the process itself, it's like, especially if it's like your first or like your first major feature or whatever, or like that you're really putting, you know, like your, your, your lessons and your money and all the stuff into it's like, um, 
there's a uh like a level of like like i don't know going in and then you find out you know like what it is you should have done this or that or whatever and it's like a, a level of forgiveness is okay at yeah that point yeah and i mean definitely i learned a lot making this movie that i hope to be able to apply to the next feature i eventually am able to make um but that's the whole thing like i feel like i i was learning every day and especially putting the movie together afterwards that's where you really learn like what worked and what didn't work and what you should have done and what to do next time and so that's it, that the honestly the post-production element of it has kind of influenced or taught informed what i'm doing now in terms of when i'm writing a new script or when i'm trying to put together a new film um because i know what i should have done like way far back in terms of planning and like structuring and everything um and that's i mean that's one of my favorite parts of filmmaking is just like that it's constantly you're constantly learning and you're constantly figuring things out and making decisions that's that's a fun part of it is making making decisions yeah th those are some of my favorite stories to hear is when people are talking about like the first stuff they did and all this stuff it's like i think one guy was talking about like the first lloyd kaufman movie he ever did um mm. like the he said the actress uh was like was like i can get nude for this scene do you want me to do that for you and he's like and he hadn't thought about that being a part of the scene and he's like he's like no that'll be fine we don't need that and he said lloyd kaufman was just so mad at him <laughs> and he he said he never again turned down um, <laughs> an opportunity for nudity in a movie. <laughs> but I, I think it's like it's one of those things. There's more than than one way to to make the house or cut the apple or whatever, you know, um, analogy you go for that. Um, like it's the horror is one of those genres that you can do. You can do uh, comedy. You can do you know just straight up horror you can do you can do ghosts you can do sharks you can do like whatever and it's kind of fun like there's always something there for you yeah yeah and i i love the horror genre in particular because it comes with so much baggage in a positive way like other people have already done the hard work for you like because as as a viewer going into a horror movie you know what to expect and so having that to jump off of when making a horror movie is really nice because it's less to figure out and more to play with. Yeah, um, it's, it's and, a pretty awesome sandbox. Yeah. And so that's why everything I do or every idea I have always has elements of horror and elements of comedy in it, whether it's a horror comedy or if it's just a thriller or whatever it ends up being those those genres have so much built in that it's it's i always say it's the the hard work is done everyone else oh, yeah. already figured it out <laughs> oh yeah um which i think when we started like i wasn't really a horror comedy person mm. i always thought like oh like horror comedy they're just covering up because they you know don't have a story they don't have this or they don't have that and it's like but no you watch like well executed horror comedy like this to me was like really fun well executed horror comedy where it doesn't wink at the camera it's not fourth walling it's 
Like you have large over the top characters, but they don't realize they're being large and over the top, which I feel like is the best way. Mm. And yeah, it, it, it's super fun. Yeah. Um, my, my comedy, whenever I do write something comedic, I'm always inspired by the Simpsons in particular. That's like my all time. I mean, I watch the Simpsons like constantly on a loop on Disney plus. Um, and so that's kind of where I come up, where I, how I try to approach things. And it's like, yeah, the characters are very goofy and over the top and it works if, if, you know, if you're, I, I, I like setting it up to buy, that it's easy to buy into. Um, and oh, yeah. I think, I think with this, that's how it was. Like if, if they're all goofy, then there's a level of goofiness because I think some of the characters do have more serious um are a little more grounded and so the it they bounce off each other and uh, yeah it's 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 fun oh yeah um and some of the questions we normally ask before we start wrapping up is uh like uh we always have like a list of uh movies that we're adding to to watch um do you have any movies to suggest for us um a friend of mine uh has a film you may have already seen it uh, the Velocipaster. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, uh, my friend, uh, Brendan Steer, he directed that. Um, and that it, we met after we both had made our films and I went to a screening of his and I was like, Hey, I made a really silly, stupid horror comedy movie and we should be friends. And then we became friends. And so I, I think it, 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 uh, they they kind of go well together. Um, oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. We watched Velocipaster. I think we did an episode on that one, and it's it. That's a fun one. It's like, uh, I mean, you know, the like the the whole ninja gag is kind of like it, it's 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 clumsily done, but it's done intentionally, and it's like they tell you you're in China, but it's very obviously, like yeah, Australia. <laughs> and yeah <laughs> just a lot of stuff in there it was really like even when you get the reveal of the dinosaur costume i was like it was like i was not ready for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's he's 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 a great he's a he's a great guy and i love he comes up with weird weird stuff <laughs> oh yeah um and do you have anything that you are work currently working on right now i'm writing a lot um i'm trying to figure out the next steps of my film career and how to get another one off the ground because this was all of the money in the world that i had so i'm i'm trying to figure out what to do next i have a few scripts that are in good shape and hopefully i'm trying to hopefully in the next few years i'll be able to come out with another feature and hopefully they just get bigger uh from here and non-film related, I am actually uh, about to have a child in January. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Yeah, my wife is is pregnant, so I'm I'm excited about that. I feel like that's another journey that I'm about to go on. And oh, it's a journey. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 fun having kids. It's uh, you go through the whole range of emotions yeah i'm 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 sure oh yeah 
yeah it's uh, my son's about to go to preschool so it's like where did the time go yeah but yeah congratulations on that yeah thank you no problem um and is there like how can people get a hold of you like what are uh what's the best way like not i I know i phrase it weird sometimes but (laughs) no um if you stand outside and just holler i usually um (laughs) i have super hearing no um uh my website is my name maxradbill.com and that has my instagram it has i think a link to email me um, and Instagram is a really good way to reach me. My Instagram is at Max Dad Bill, uh, M-A-X-D-A-D-B-I-L-L. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I love, I love when people reach out to me and I love when people find the movie and are able to find me. That's very exciting. So, uh, awesome. yeah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast is available on all major podcast networks and YouTube. If you like what you're hearing, please follow, like, and subscribe on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook.